Hi, bitches. Hi. Welcome to Resting Bitch Face, where Julie doesn't know what the hell we're doing. Welcome. Per usual. That's the beauty of our show. (laughs) We just talk and whatever comes out, comes out. I know. That's, yeah, it's totally true. Like, we just never really plan things. And sometimes we plan things and we're like, ah, let's go off, off track. Yeah, exactly. How's your week going? What have you been doing? So my brother-in-law was here. Um, they had yep. gone on their little boys trip and then came back and where did so they go? They were in your hood in Denver. Oh, that's so funny. Cool. Did they, they go skiing or something? No, they went, no, they went to, um, the Cleveland Browns were playing in Denver. They were playing okay. the Broncos. So they just like went for the weekend and then went to the game and everything. And oh, then good. came home after because my brother-in-law is a huge Browns fan. Yeah. So they did that. And then it literally like vindicated my decision to quit alcohol so hard because they were okay. both so hungover all week. They were both like, oh, my God, I'm never drinking again. And <laughs> I was just like, were they annoying? What do you Annoyingly mean? Annoyingly hungover? No. Well, like, so they flew in on Monday uh-huh. And my fiance was like, yeah, I'm fucking hungover. Like taking a plane when you're hungover fucking sucks. And I'm like, yeah, yes, I know. It's like literally the fucking worst. And then even like for the next couple of days, they were both just like sluggish and like, oh my God, why am I still feeling it? And I was like, yeah, my hangover lasted like two fucking weeks, dude. Like it's brutal. So yeah, definitely vindicated that choice. And then um, you're like, I don't miss that at all. Yeah, no not (laughs) that's not the part I miss about drinking that's for sure right and then we when he was here we went to hitman's bar which is Bret Hart's bar here in Calgary okay so we had dinner Bret Hart is a wrestler yes an iconic wrestler he's like (laughs) he's like the Canadian wrestler he's he's super iconic so uh his bar was fucking so cool so we had dinner there and as soon as we walk in the host is like oh you guys are just in time in about an hour there's gonna be a comedy show starting so you guys can stay for the comedy show and he like gave us the tickets and stuff okay I rushed my dinner and rushed the fuck out of there so quick obviously I love comedy but I'm like I'm not trying to get roasted by a comedian while I'm sober okay like that's not happening (laughs) I need to be like I need to be like comfortably drunk. You know what I mean? So. Wow. Came home. Um, I I wouldn't know if you were going to say I rushed my dinner so I could be ready for the comedy show. (laughs) Fuck no. Mm -mm. Um, We came home and we watched that new Jennifer Lawrence movie, No Hard Feelings. And I fucking you're giving me a face. Oh, my God. Do not tell me you loved it. I thought it was so fucking funny. I loved it. I can't Justine okay Ryan watched that like a couple weeks ago and I just looked at him and was like I think this is the worst fucking movie I've ever seen it's horrible I wasn't paying attention to it but like I just was like this is ridiculous what is this I was like how sad this is a total money grab for Jennifer Lawrence she's not as hot as she used to be apparently whoa that's rude not as hot no hot of a an actress like she's she was like a hot A-lister and like now she did this like shitty Netflix movie. But maybe in its defense, maybe I need to actually watch the movie because I was just kind of sitting there. It was like background noise and I was like, this is awful. 
but well a it's not a sh- it's not a netflix movie it's like an actual not oh, a right. theatrical release i do i remember that yeah okay and um so I've been thinking about this for a while now, how there's like no really comedy films anymore. Like the yeah. classic, like Judd Apatow comedy, like a super bad or like a 40 year old right. virgin or knocked up or something like th- movies like that don't fucking exist anymore. When was the last time a really good comedy like that came out? Probably the movie Good Boys is yes. like the last one that I can really think I of. love that movie that movie exceeded my expectations is very funny yeah it was hilarious yeah. and so this movie just like knew what it was and I think it did the perfect job of like having that kind of like dry humor but also playing in this like woke culture of it all like it just knew what it was and I okay I loved it. I didn't fall asleep, even though it was like late at night. I always fall asleep during every fucking movie. And right. I laughed, but I was also like high for the whole thing. So okay. that's that. Maybe that's the missing piece. Maybe I should have got high and watched it. I get stoned before every movie slash show I watch. And I feel yeah. like this is why I have the best taste. And nobody can tell me different because every show I recommend to people they get on it however many months later and go, wow, this is a good show, Justine. So good. I should have listened to you. Happened with Vanderpump. Happened yeah. with Euphoria. Oh, um, God, Euphoria. I'm still Real upset Housewives about that. Real Housewives of Atlanta. There's like a lot of them. So mm-hmm. because you yeah. know why? Because I feel like when I'm stoned, I I like I can like feel the acting. So like when I'm watching a movie, if I can really tell you're acting and that's all I can think about, it's like you're not that good of an actor. But if I kind of yeah. like lose myself in the visuals and stuff, I'm like, okay, this is good. Okay. Hey, did you ever watch Bo is Afraid? I did. You were talking about visuals and I was like, oh, you did? Yeah, we talked about it on here. I had the worst fucking memory ever. Yeah. Like I I'm kind of worried about like, I think I need a supplement or something. I have a terrible memory. Yeah. You, you loved really it, do. right? I did. Yeah. Okay. All right, I'm going to watch it. I, yeah, it was I'm really good. I'm concerned about myself. I know, I'm concerned for your memory I, too. I, I thought I was would, supposed to be the stoner. I was going to say, you'd think I was like this crazy stoner who just didn't have a memory, but like I literally, like I have to write everything down. I, if I'm like having a phone call with someone, I have to take like detailed notes while I'm, or else I just like have no idea what I just talked about. Holy shit, am I going to get like early Alzheimer's or something? No, my God, no. There's there's things you can do to like fix that part of your brain I'm sure there's I know this is why people like read and do crosswords and word finding and shit like that you know it's like good for your brain which reminds me I ordered an adult coloring book from Amazon and it's coming today because Amanda inspired me and I was like you know what this this might be some something to do like while you're just like binging a show that you've seen a million times you know Mm -hmm just color so I ordered a horror color book I was gonna ask what kind is it okay so it's a horror one um and then are you gonna do like crayons or colored pencils you're gonna do like fancy colored pencils yeah I just got a package of colored pencils from Amazon for like 10 bucks or something so okay yeah that's fun I'll update next week (laughs) I remember when coloring like had this huge you know five six years ago everybody was doing adult coloring and then they stopped talking about it. I was thinking I should start doing puzzles. I don't know. 
Yeah. I, I mean, p- puzzles personally for me frustrate me too much. Like it's yeah. Like I, I'm someone that like I'll do the whole puzzle and then there's just like the one piece and it's like, where the hell does this go? Well, this is going in the garbage. <laughs> <laughs> I um I just don't know when I would ever have time to sit down and do a puzzle or a crossroad a crossroad a crossword or whatever because I literally am so busy from like the minute I get it up out of bed until like eleven or twelve o'clock at night I just don't stop and that's probably why I have memory issues there's just like too much there's too much going on and my brain can't handle all of it so. I mean, I wish I had that because listen, like there's times when like an embarrassing memory from like 2013 will like pop in my head and I'm just Mm -hmm. like, I wish I didn't remember this. Yeah. I have no idea what I did back then. I can't even remember. Like I can't remember anything. Scary. Now that I think of it. Yeah. (laughs) That is for real. I think I just need to simplify a lot of things in my life, which has been a struggle for me for a long time, but you know, it's the huge um, I, I want to ask your opinion on something, what you think of this, because the more I think about it, the more I'm like, this could be something. So oh, obviously what? learn this on TikTok from like, you know, someone's like a podcast clip or something. So take from this what you will. But I've been getting these TikToks about like, you know, how bad birth control is for your body and stuff like all the different kinds and what they do. So like, for example, like an IUD, your body is always inflamed because you are always have a foreign object inside of your body Mm -hmm. like it's it's atrocious but birth control can literally change your taste in men and they say that women who are on birth control are more likely to be attracted to less manly men and women who are not on birth control are more likely to be attracted to like a very manly man and wow. Okay. That I believe sense. this because oh, yeah. I, I'm not on birth control. I'll just fucking say it. I, um, I think it's horrible for your fucking body and I refuse to put that in my body. And, um, my taste in men has definitely changed from when I was on birth control. That's for sure. So are you worried about getting pregnant? No, because I track my cycle and my cycle is absolutely perfect to the exact day every single okay. month. So, okay. All right. Um, yeah, I would, I'd like to actually I have been off birth control for like a couple of weeks just because my prescription ran out because, uh, like my prescription was like expired the 16th and I tried to fill it on like the 18th and I was like, fuck. <laughs> so now I got to go to the doctor and do a whole thing. Um, but yeah, I just, I haven't refilled it and I'm like, I don't know. Um, I don't know if I've noticed a difference in how I feel since I've been off of it, but you know, my IUD horror story, I definitely don't recommend those at all because of what I went through. But you know, the first IUD that I had was the Mirena and that was the hormonal one. And I had awful cystic acne. I was incredibly depressed. I had all of these hormonal like imbalances and, um, I hated it. I hated it. So I had that one taken out and, um, you know, I, I know obviously changing your hormones is going to affect your body and your brain. I think it totally makes sense because when you're off birth control, technically your body is craving 
like, we need to make a baby. Let's make a baby. And so I think that that's probably what pushes you into that space where you're attracted to like that manly man who looks like he could just knock you up at any moment, like just by looking at you. Yeah. It's like, it's like a weird, like, it's like how men are, can also be attracted. They say men are like more attracted to women with like wider hips and bigger butts Yeah, because psychologically they can like get pregnant easier yeah exactly yeah so it's it's like a weird thing and like honestly I'm not trying to like get on here and tell people like don't take your birth control because obviously I'm like against anyone having babies at this point honestly but I just think it's like so fucked up and there's got to be a better alternative you know what I mean like let's get on that fucking male birth control (laughs) I know but men are not responsible enough to take it so that's the problem I know you're right. I know. It's very, <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm very, I, I'm very lucky that like, I have a very perfect cycle and like, it used to not be like that because birth control years ago fucked that up yeah. at one point. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. it's, it's, cr- and, and when, and your period, when you're on like the pill, that's not even like an actual period you're getting. Like, what it's, do you mean? Like, it's not a regular period, your body, like, clearing itself out like it is on when you're not taking birth control. It's, like, something else. I don't know. I'm not a doctor. I should just shut Um, up. I'm digging myself (laughs) in a hole right now. (laughs) So, uh, also, another thing when I was on Marina is I stopped having periods. I didn't have periods for, like, two years. Or I would have one every, like, six months. And I told the doctor, I was like, this just feels unnatural. It feels like... My body is not doing what it should be doing. It's not cleaning itself out. It's not detoxing or whatever the fuck, you know, and they just were like, oh, it's totally normal and it's fine as long as you're not trying to get pregnant. And I just even still think to myself, like, how can you tell someone that that's like normal and fine when your body is created to function that way and you're preventing it from doing so? Um, I know some people have awful, awful periods and and for them, it's like a blessing not to have them, but. Um, and I had awful, I still do have a lot of cramps and stuff from, well, I don't have a IUD, but on the Paraguard, I had an awful period on the Paraguard. That's the copper one. I mean, I could wear a super plus tampon and bleed through it in an hour. It was insane. That's scary. It was like a massacre. It was awful. And it took me a while to get back to like a regular cycle after that. But, you know, it's so interesting how doctors will tell you, oh, this is normal. That's normal. This is normal when your body is operating in ways that it didn't operate before. So listen, I don't don't trust doctors like, you know, if if you have a doctor that you love and that they're like really good to you, like honestly, consider yourself blessed, like there's been a lot of bullshit with people I've known in my life and doctors have literally fucked them over so many times. And I Mm -hmm. just feel like all these pharmaceuticals and birth control and stuff, it's just, it's money. It's a business, right? Oh yeah. um, Well, and like you said, like when it comes to prescription medication, you guys in Canada don't have advertisements for prescription medication, right? No. In the U S we do. I mean, like like, when I watch like U.S. channels and stuff, yeah, yeah, for sure. You see like, take this, da, 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 da. And then it's like all the side, and then you get like 500 side effects. Yes. Yeah. (laughs) 
<laughs> and it's it's interesting to me because I didn't realize that other countries did not operate like us in that way. But yeah, talking to you and Amanda, you guys are like, we don't have like, ask your doctor about this and that. And then, you know, Ozempic is one though, like during Blue Jays games and stuff this year, they had like Ozempic behind them, like the advertisement. And I'm like, that's, that's bizarre, but yeah, that's a weird ad. You'd think that they'd be advertising, like since they're catering to a mostly male audience, maybe they'd have like, um, what's like the penis pills. (laughs) Viagra. (laughs) Yeah. Maybe they do Viagra or something. I don't know, but you know, men take Ozempic too, though. Lots of men are on I it. I feel like everybody's taking Ozempic, which from what I understand, what is that? It's just like a diet pill plus like a- It's a shot. shot like a B12 shot or something. It's it's a I'd shot, but I don't know. I don't know I'd the- have to ask Amanda. Yeah, I don't know the specifics. I I'm... don't want to do it because I live in the US and it would probably cost me a fucking thousand dollars a month. But I'm definitely going to go see the hot doctor the next uh, the next town over. We all We call him the hot doctor um <laughs> it's so funny because instead of the any- good doctor the hot no, doctor right exactly if you talk to anyone that lives the next town owner over and you say hey um have you been to the hot doctor they'll be like oh yeah the doctor over at blah 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 they know exactly who you're talking about jesus christ <laughs> so i'm gonna go to the hot doctor and see if he'll prescribe me some fenner yes hot doctor me. you can do my pap smears this year <laughs> he's not that kind of doctor <laughs> but yeah <laughs> he actually has like an urgent care but he's also a general practitioner so i just like go there for everything because their urgent care cash price is the same as like a regular doctor would charge. So I just go there. Oh my um, God. You know, I've but... never been to the, the ER one time. What? One time I went to the ER at like two o'clock in the morning. Uh huh. I was wasted at work and I fell with a wine glass in my hand and <gasps> oh, the glass shit. broke and I put my hand on the glass. So my hand was bleeding. Ooh. So I was wasted. So I'm like gushing out blood. So I call my now fiance and um, I was like, I think I need stitches, whatever. So wrapped my hand up, went to the ER, Mm -hmm. was there for like three hours waiting, slowly started to sober up. They put me in a room and I'm still waiting. And then I look and I'm like, I barely fucking cut my hand. Like that's going to heal on its own. Like it was just because I there's so much blood was coming out. I yeah. thought it was a lot worse. So then I just got up and left without anyone even looking at me. I was like, well, that was like a waste of four hours of my life. But, um, <laughs> but yeah, I've been lucky enough. I've never had to go, but, and I honestly never will unless it's, I have to, because those wait times. And like yeah. I said, that was at like two o'clock in the morning too. It like, can what be the crazy. Hell? It depends. Cause like, obviously with my kidney issues, I've been in the hospital a lot and in the emergency a lot. Um, and when I went in November, when I had my really bad kidney issues, I, they got me right in like, boom, right in into ev- treatment and everything. But then when I had to go again, a month or so after that, when I still had the kidney stone that they thought they removed, um, I ended up having to sit in the waiting room for a while and I literally thought I was going to die. I was like, please, God, get me back to a bed and pump something into me because I feel like I'm dying and I can't just sit here. It was awful. So, yeah, I mean, like, definitely don't recommend if you don't have to, for sure. Oh, my God. Another and then gross glass story. My friend Whitney used to be a bartender. And uh, she was carrying a glass, like probably I think a beer mug or something, some kind of glass mug. 
she came around the corner of the bar but she hit her hand on the corner of it and it broke in her hand and it was so bad she had to she like cut tendons and everything in Ugh. her hand and had to get a like full-on surgery crazy jesus christ yeah it took her a long time to recover it was nasty but she said the same thing like i came around the corner like i hit my hand and i was just i mean there was blood everywhere it was gross oh jesus i know that creeps me out i think about it all the time when i'm carrying a glass around i'm like watch out for corners (laughs) don't die yeah don't do that (laughs) and don't definitely don't uh fall with a glass in your hand either oh it's so scary especially because you you put your hand on it to stand up oh my god you have like little shards of glass in your hand that creeps me out no i was obviously i was more upset that i spilled the wine than anything oh my gosh that's so (laughs) funny (laughs) you're like take me to the er but first pour me another glass of wine (laughs) (laughs) pretty much (laughs) i love it um i really want to talk to you about this documentary series that i walked watched on hbo or on max excuse me um have you heard of love has won the cult of mother god yeah i want to watch this it's on my it's on my radar have to watch it like i think you need to start watching it this week so we can talk about it next week um it's fantastic it is insane and the first during the first few minutes of the show you see like this body cam footage and you see the cops come in they're like oh we're looking for so-and-so and the guy that answers the door goes like she's in rest and it's like in rest holy shit oh they like mummified her right yes yes they go sorry to bury the lead no pun intended but yeah they go into the room she had died like a week or two before i can't remember it was a while before um and they have her like in wrapped up in like a sleeping bag and like with with uh christmas lights all around her and then they zoom in on her face and she looks like an alien. Like her face is like blue. She's like been decomposing, decomping. I mean, <laughs> it's crazy. And that's the first part of the the series. It's insane. And like, but- doesn't she think that like, she's like an alcoholic and then she thinks that like drinking Muay Thais are like good for her or something like that they're gonna like cure her so she's absolutely an alcoholic there's a lot of alcohol there's a lot of drugs and um she convinces her followers that she is mother god and that there's this team of galactics that lead her in her life and one of them is Robin Williams he's like the main galactic that leads her um i mean there's a whole bunch of people on the sign they're all like famous and then one of them is trump and they're like yeah he's still with us but he's <laughs> a galactic because everybody else on the list is dead <laughs> oh my god so yeah she convinces people that they're like archangels and she's mother god and whatever dude she's dating at the time is father god so and it's crazy and they're all just doing drugs and getting drunk and raising money and doing youtube lives there's so much like video footage which is so interesting it's an incredible it's like it's crazy it's crazy it's so good it's only three episodes so it's super easy to watch and i think you'll really like it okay i'm in yeah 
And she drinks colloidal silver, which first of all, I don't know what colloidal silver is, but I guess some people were talking about how it could cure you from COVID a couple years ago, and they're convinced that it's totally going to help your immune system and your body and heal you. And so by the time she's starting to die, she, like I said, looks like an alien because she's literally blue. Her skin has turned blue. Kind of like how when flamingos eat a lot of shrimp, that's why they're pink. That's how she turned blue. Jesus. Well, I've heard a few other podcasts and stuff I listen to talk about this. Yeah. Um, So it's definitely been on my radar. radar. I'm uh, I'm in. I'm going to watch it. Yeah. Watch it because I think you'll really enjoy like all the video footage anything we were talking about this in the group chat the other day but like anything where the screen goes black there's writing yeah when you get when you get a cameraman running down the street chasing Uh after something that they're missing like ronnie on jersey Shore, it's one shot kid or um or like the body (laughs) cam footage because when you said it opens up with that Mm-hmm. The first thing I thought of was Chris Watts, the dude that like killed his yeah. pregnant wife and his kids. He, remember he, that he, documentary opened up with the the body cam footage of remember it was him watching the neighbor's security footage or something yeah. like that because the neighbor got him. Um, yeah. So anything like that, I'm in. Yeah, the Watts house is like 30 to 45 minutes from where I live. Okay, so when I come to visit, um, we'll go. We'll take a little true. I'm pretty sure people live there, but would you buy that house? Well, we'll just drive by it and take a picture. We're not gonna. We're not gonna knock on the door and get out and like do a thumbs up. Do a thumbs down. Oh my god! It's like that chick who owns the Breaking Bad house in New Mexico. Like so many tourists will come and take pictures, and she's like, "Throw pizzas on the roof." Oh my gosh, like get the fuck away from my house. That was like when I went to uh St. Pete and I went to the Florabama Shore House because it's just like <laughs> on a random street, like people live there. It's not like the Jersey Shore House where it's like yeah. its own thing. So I'm like taking a picture in front and we're like, let's get the fuck out of here because everyone's everyone's just staring like, at us and they have guns. <laughs> you're just go. like staying across the street though. At least you're doing that. I mean, I, I would hate that too. But you have to kind of know what you're getting into, honestly. Like when you buy a famous house like that. I would love to see the Golden Girls house, but I know that it's completely different. Like I think um, the exterior looked totally different than it did in the the show. And it doesn't really look anything like that anymore. But I'd like to see that. I like to see the full house house. Mm, Yeah, that's an iconic one. Yeah. I don't know. We should... We should do some like trips for horror conventions and <laughs> we should go to the place where One Tree Hill was filmed. Wilmington, Where's North that? Carolina. Oh, okay. That's where yeah. Janelle's from, from Teen Mom. She's from Wilmington? Yeah. Mm-hmm. No. What's going on with her? Do we know any Janelle news? Um, I just know that her and David didn't go to their court date or something because you can like you can like push it in some way I don't know the logistics of this if anyone wants like an actual like play-by-play update on everything that's going on the number one teen mom source besides the Ashley I would recommend Grace Report on YouTube she does like 
I think daily YouTube videos, honestly, Janelle has tried to like send her cease and desist before and she pretty much just like laughs at it. She is an incredible teen mom content creator, but um, cease yeah. and desist is so stupid. I don't know why like reality stars think they can just send them out. Like I have a right to discuss things. It's now, stupid. if I go and I start saying like, it's been proven that Janelle was a sex worker who, you know, like if you start making accusations that you have no proof of, that's different, but anybody can just get online and start talking about things. Yeah. It's all opinion. It's like when I listen to beyond the blinds and they're like, all of this is opinion. And <laughs> like, yes, girl. Exactly. That. A cease and desist is just like, I have a lawyer ready to yeah. go. Like I th- I'm pretty sure that's like all they're saying it's just it's so fucking stupid but the thing the thing with Janelle that like worries me or that that's kind of makes me feel sick to my stomach a little bit is that even though he was in the care of Barbara Janelle still had medical rights over him Mm -hmm. so she wasn't giving him his medication for his mental health that was prescribed by his doctor and I'm pretty sure it was like you know what do I know but I think it was like ADHD medication like that type of thing so some Mm -hmm. so something that a boy that age needs to function normally and so she was like he doesn't need it and we've even seen her do that on the show there were times where he would stay at Janelle's house on the weekend and Barbara would be like why didn't you give him his medication this weekend and Janelle would be like well he was acting fine when he was with me and she's like yeah he's acting fine because he's taking the medication right and um yeah so you know her and David are just the biggest fucking pieces of shit and this justice system I don't know what the fuck they're doing because they have hundreds of thousands of teen mom fans all over the world that are screaming at them please help these children and we all see it we all know what's going on it's so sad and I just honestly pray for those fucking children because it's not their fault who their parents are you know what I mean it's really yeah it's that's the biggest thing is it's unfortunately I think that the system is designed to, you know, they want to bring families back together, which, you know, in theory is a great idea. Um, But when you're bringing a family back together that is detrimental to the child, that should be the first thing is the child is raised in a safe and nurturing environment versus just getting the kid back together with their parent just because they're biologically belong to them. Um, I, I mean, it just... I don't even know where to start with that. It's just so upsetting. And I'm hoping that they didn't legally push the date back, that they just didn't show up. Because if they just don't show up, I'm pretty sure that Barbara's going to get like full custody and rights because they didn't show. I think that's how it works, but I'm not sure. I know. But then it's also like the other kids, too. It's like, what's going to what's going to happen to Kaiser? Like, mm-hmm. you know, as much as I love Nate, he's off fucking drinking doing god knows what god knows where yeah in different states he's not anywhere to be found which breaks my heart because when him and janelle first separated and stuff he did seem like he really wanted to step up and then you know he just never went through with it and then ensley too like what the hell's gonna happen to her well and even marissa like is it she's older now does she still live with them or does she live with her mom 
no she lives with them and the fucked up thing about marissa is before when the kids got taken away she testified against them and said all this stuff that happened and then they still sent her back there to live with them so god knows what they did to her as like a punishment oh my god and then what like what's up with her mom is her mom worse than them somehow like what the fuck how do you end up with david over your mother well david has two other like he has her and then he has a son by another mom as well and i know one of the moms was like a drug addict yeah so i'm not sure if that's marissa's mom i mean i'm assuming if they're they gotta be worse than david which is like impossible at this point it's um teen mom's dark we'll just we'll just leave it there especially because i saw that kale posted i just saw a video of a toddler with a little baby and it made me think i think my daughter needs an older sister or or not an older sister a younger sister stop it so she's like hinting because i guess she's i don't listen to her podcast i just read reddit and just see what like the teen mom fan pages post and stuff so I guess she's been saying like, you know, I'm done. I'm going to get my tubes tied, which let's be you real. You should have done that after you gave birth, bitch. You like, should have done that five babies ago. <laughs> well, not only that, but they will do that immediately after you have a baby, like during that one same... and done. Yeah. No, no, no. I mean, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you have the baby and they can do that all at the same time. And then you leave the hospital and your tubes are tied. Yeah. What she is. Okay, I know that I have said on this show before, sure, have as many babies as you want, as long as you can financially support them, blah, blah, blah. But you get to a point where, as we've discussed before, if you can financially report them or uh, support them, cool. But no one, no one human being has enough emotional or, you know, like mental capacity to fulfill the emotional needs of that many children. It's not possible. I'm sorry. It is not possible. Look at Cody Brown. He's got no, like 16, 18 kids and he's abandoned 95% of them. It, it's, I mean, he's not a good example of, you know, <laughs> <laughs> what a good father would be, but like how many kids does Kale have now? Seven? Yeah. Seven? I don't think she's had the twins yet though I don't think so she will have I think seven she's, once she gives birth. I think she's still pregnant I'm I'm not a hundred percent sure on that one I'm sorry there's no no matter how many nannies or what you can afford or how big your house is or how many baby daddies you have nobody has the capacity to emotionally care for that many kids yeah I, I mean people may come at me for that with larger families but for me, it's just all the different dads and men going in and out of the lives. But, you know, yeah. we've 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 beat this but, kale thing to death. Yeah, I know. I just, I get we so always upset every go time I rant. hear about it. I know I feel bad for those kids, Ugh. but it's like, what the fuck? I'd rather be one of Kale's kids than one of fucking Janelle and David's kids. That's Honestly, for sure. it's oh, well, absolutely. But it's like a scheduling nightmare. Can you imagine? She's got to have a complete calendar like I calendar just for who's going where when you know like (laughs) this kid's got to go to their dad this kid's got to go to their dad like that's her full-time job is just like carting kids back and forth to baby daddies all day I know except Um, for with Chris she doesn't have to worry about that with him so yesterday I watched the uh sister wives one-on-one the first part what did you think first of all I 
piss myself laughing at that fucking show. Why? It's so ridiculous. It's just like next time on Sister Wives. And then it's like, did you ever love Mary? And Cody's like, yeah, I told her I loved her. (laughs) That motherfucker. Well, and then he goes on and he tells him like, you know, I fell in love with Robin. I fell in love with her. And I didn't, I've never been in love before. Like you I believe motherfucker. It. I do believe it too. I believe it. I do believe it. Cause he, wasn't he really young when he got married to Mary? She was 18 or something. Yeah. They were like she? 18 or 19 or something. So like, what the fuck do you know about love when you're that but age? But then you he married Janelle and then he I know, married he's, Christine. He thinks he, he might think he loves them. And then he meets someone that he actually loves. And he's like, oh, okay. Like this is what this is supposed to feel like the whole time, I, you know? I don't think he ever thought he loved any of them. I think he pretended, which is basically what he told us. But I think that he was just trying to collect wives to gain favor in heaven. And how sick is that? How sick is that? I mean, isn't that everyone who's a polygamist though? Isn't that the the idea of it? Except for Colton on Seeking Sister Wife. Like he legitimately seems like the sweetest person. (laughs) I don't. I, I don't, truly I don't know believe him. that he loves both of his wives. Have you watched that? No, I watched the like that the most recent season that happened. I like. They, yeah, they weren't on that one. Yeah, I tried. I tuned it, tuned in here and there, but yeah. um, no, I never watched him. I listened to a man and Jody talk about it, but I've never like seen him for myself. Yeah, they always do like the Kermit voice for him. Okay. <laughs> he just seems really sweet and like I I definitely think he loves both of his wives but I would say 90% of the time when it's like a religious reason to have more than one person you you're just trying to collect human beings which is a really awful way to treat someone I mean it's a fucked up dynamic that's for sure yeah yeah did was there anything else that really stuck out to you about that first part not, of the tell all? Not really, but I do believe that Mary is gonna like. I believe she is writing a book. Yeah, her her Instagram posts have been kind of leaning towards that way, and just like how she had that stupid like, "Oh, my voice will be heard." Like, come on. I would too. Cash in on that shit. Oh, Sell out yeah. all day long. Mm-hmm. I mean, why not? People are interested. They're going to buy the book. And uh, I'm tell surprised your these bitches like they're such all of them are such horrible business people. Yeah. Not one of them can get it together. They're trying to do these like MLMs, which like I'm sure they make a decent amount of money mm-hmm. off of just because they're on TV. That's but, probably all they have to do because they're like, just cashing the checks. Really? They're Christine not doing could like come out with a cookbook or like how I found the love of my life after being in an abusive polygamous situation or something like that. I think the- she'll write a book. Maybe she'll write a book with Janelle. And it could be like forever sister wives or still sister wives or something. Yeah, they like anything like that. Yeah. There's so many I, I think Mary is a smart businesswoman because I think she makes a shit ton of money off of Lou LaRoe. And she kind of like got in on the ground. The only floor. one that was like smart about all of mm-hmm. that stuff. There was a Reddit post a while ago that I read and it went into all of their different financial stuff and how the Brown family is so bad with money. And it like talked about how Mary was the only one that actually 
did something and then they all like yeah. treated her like she was the stupid one and it's like no actually she's the smart one yeah and then she Just... has that investment property in uh uh utah like yeah oh her little b and b yeah yeah She's just well, stupid in like relationship wise. The more that I learn about like the downfall of these marriages, the more compassion, like the more empathy I have for her. I think that Mary is wildly under like misunderstood. I think that Cody has treated her like shit since day one. And she almost like tried to give him a gift of like bringing in other wives, like trying to earn favor in that way. And I think he's been awful and incredibly emotionally abusive to her for 30 years. And of course that can make you a salty bitch. And she was trying to do the right thing by honoring her vows, but he wasn't, I mean, yeah, I think, and obviously he was trying to play pretend for the cameras or for everyone else because she said in the finale episode that he had come over and they had had this conversation, this like open conversation about ending the marriage and everything. And then she had to invite Robin in to be part of the conversation. But like she and Cody have been done forever and they've just been playing pretend. I'm proud of her for leaving. I think she's misunderstood. I just think all of it, every single one of them, it's just like hardcore religious trauma. Like, Mm -hmm. I don't know. I know everyone says like Robin's evil and stuff and there are definitely some things. And like, I don't don't fucking know what I'm talking about when it comes to sister wise. I'm literally just talking out of my ass. But like, I, I, there's definitely been things that I've seen from her that are like, okay, like you're a little bit of a cunt. Same with Mary. I'm like, eh, Mary can I be mean, cunt. Yeah, all of them really. But, but at the end of the day, I just think like they're also like emotionally stunted. Like they literally yeah. just don't know any better because they were like grew up in this insane religion thinking that this mm-hmm. thing is normal and like this is your way to heaven and all this stuff. And it like fucked them up so it's really not their fault the way they are all of them and um and honestly Cody his 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 villainous quotes make me laugh he makes me laugh and I like that he's leaning into the villain thing because at this point it's like so clever people fucking hate you so much what are you gonna do try to get them to like you it's like that's never gonna happen might as well just lean into the villain thing you know what if they put him on house of villains next season they should or like so on house of villains they also have other villains will like come to the house to like tell them what their next like uh challenges or whatever so like spencer pratt was on it abby lee miller was on it even if he was just like one of those people but i feel like he would walk in and they would all be like who the hell are you like they wouldn't know spencer to be on a full season i like he should have been on there he's an og villain no, I agree. I love Spencer Pratt. But Spencer's like too good for House of Villains. But Spencer will like admit self-admittedly will do anything for a paycheck, like and for some publicity. I absolutely think he would do it for sure. I would love that. I love that he and Heidi are still together and like married and have two kids and are all like happy and people were completely tearing them down for years and it's like 20 years later look at that i know i love it 
I know they're they're an odd reality TV couple that made it because I definitely believe in the reality TV curse. Mm. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. You see it all the time. I mean, even the little people, big world people got divorced. I know. If uh, if you don't believe it, you just have to watch like any Housewives franchise ever. Yeah. All the fucking marriages that like start off strong. And then by the I mean, end of it, look what happened like... with Kim Zolciak and Big Papa. I mean, um, if that's not a heartbreak story, I don't know what it is. You mean with Croy? <laughs> no, Big Papa. Do you remember like the very beginning of Kim Zolciak being on TV? She had this like married. Do I remember the beginning of Real Housewives of Atlanta? Is that what you're asking me? You mean Croy? No, I mean no. Because with Big Papa, nothing. She was still like seeing him until she met Croy, and then when she got serious with Croy, she kind of just like put him on the back burner. Do you think Croy's gay or like bi or something? That's the big rumor, obviously. Okay, and don't be tardy. There's like scenes where he's making her wigs for her, which and that that's been like there's there's an Atlanta reunion where um <laughs> where they're like, oh, is it true like Croy does your makeup and stuff? Uh so I'll just leave it at that. But I just thought it was weird that he was into her because I actually just rewatched all of season three, which is the season she meets him in. And I'm just like, it's just so weird how this like 25 year old football player who can get any girl he wants. And I'm not saying anything against Kim, but she's like older than him. She smokes cigarettes. She drinks every day. It's just so weird that she's the type of person that he would go for. Like to me, seeing a professional athlete with a girl that like drinks wine and smokes cigarettes all day. It's it's very bizarre. So I don't know much about Croy, obviously, because I'm I'm not like a football fan. Um, but I always thought he was way out of her league. I just, yeah, I didn't understand why they would ever be together. And he like, so she has two kids by two different dads, like before mm-hmm. before they started having kids together. Yep. And he adopted those kids. Mm-hmm. Like he went like full on in. So it yeah, it's it's insane. Yeah. We should do uh, an episode on trashy reality couples. Mm-hmm. That'd be They're, fun. Uh, There's a lot of them. They're one of my faves. <laughs> that That's yeah. such a, it's such a good episode though. When, she, when she meets him because uh, Sheree, who's a, another cast member on Atlanta, she was doing this like Atlanta dancing with the stars event. So they uh-huh. all like came out to see her like for charity and he was one of the celebrities because at the time he played for the Atlanta Falcons and Kim just went up to him and she's like that's the nicest ass I've ever seen on anyone and he was like oh really and she's like oh yeah and like he does have a nice ass but then later on he just like (laughs) came up to her and like gave her his number and then they just started dating and had a tv show for a fucking decade together yeah it's crazy what a wild ride I loved when they were um, like insisting their house wasn't going to be put into foreclosure and like oh my god no way da, da, da. like she just really tries to show off how much money she has and then it happened anyways and it's like and they're okay, a mess bitch. because they keep filing for divorce and then pulling it and then filing again like 
Oh, I thought their divorce was finalized. So there, no. I do remember seeing something where she was like, oh, we're still fucking all the time. And yeah. then they like, it was like, are, will they, won't they? What's happening? Yeah, it's, it's messy. Yeah. And That's then so funny Troy that you know who out? Big Papa is though. I'm like, kind of, sh- I'm like, I did watch that. that like the first season or two. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, and I, I think I did watch some of Don't Be Tardy as well. Um, I'll never get over the clips of Kim in the studio and like, oh, was it Nini was making comments about like her song or something? Okay, oh, so that bad. one of one of the best episodes in the entire series. It's towards the end of season three, and Kim and Candy go on like a little mini tour together, and Nini comes to see them on one of the oh stops, and she gets wasted. And it just like shows her in the crowd when Kim's singing. She's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. And then Nini does the like. (laughs) (laughs) And then like the next day that like after the show, Nini's hammered, just like making fun of her. And then the next day they get into a huge fight and everyone has to like break it up. It's so it's so delusional that this woman thought that she would have a singing career. Well, I will She's say fucking awful. Don't be tardy is one of my favorite it's Bravo a songs. It's so good. But and that's the thing. Candy says it all the time, too, because Candy's like, Kim is the only singer I know that doesn't want to sing. Like every time I ask her to sing something for me, she always stalls. She always she knows she's bad. She always like makes up excuses not to sing. And it's like, come on, just get in there and sing. We're going to fucking auto tune the shit out of this. Yeah, because she knows be she good. doesn't have auto tune. <laughs> but that honestly, Kim, Kim did Candy so dirty for that. She was such a piece of shit because she refused to pay Candy anything. She didn't give her any royalties. Candy wrote Don't Be Tardy, produced <gasps> it, did everything, sang the background track on it. And then that's why uh, Ring Ring Didn't Mean a Thing never came out because Kim refused to pay Candy for it, even though Candy Okay, but you know what? Song. Candy's been in the business long enough that she should have known she needed a fucking contract. You don't just hand over songs and do work without having a contract in place first. So, I know, like, but it was honestly, like we're friends kind of thing. We're friends kind of thing, whatever. Like, I'll do this for you. But like I said, that's why the second song never got released because Candy's like, I'm not getting screwed over again. Like, fuck Hell this. No. Yeah, no, that's crazy. You Kim's such a piece friends. of shit, though. You, sh- you should have given her some fucking royalties for that. Yeah, Come why on. the fuck would you not? You would never have any of that money if that song hadn't been written. You dumb hoe. She's such a piece of shit. She's the worst. Ugh, gross. Um, special forces ended. So, do you want me to tell okay, you? Okay. Yes. How tell it me. Yeah. What happened? So, for their final task, it was like an interrogation type of thing. Okay. And they had to like have these like bags over their heads, and then they had these headphones on where they were listening for like hours and hours on end of like excruciating noises, like babies crying and like it was like torture like, like they were kidnapped yeah and they were in like a freezing cold cell and had to like hold on to this thing whatever and then they were grabbing them one by one and putting them in a room with like an interrogation person mm-hmm. and they would like ask them all these questions and they were supposed to be like likable but not cocky and they had like all of these things like jojo did really well on that one and then when it was sandoval's turn he was just like what dude what and then they're like what are you doing and he was just like "Uh, I don't know like he was so 
fucked up like deer in the headlights so then they were like okay you're like we don't want you in special forces so they like send him home so sandoval didn't quit but if he didn't if he pulled it together a little better i think he would have made it all the way to the end so and then jojo left herself after what Yes, when they were in that holding room with all those awful noises in the dark and everything, she was like, "Yeah, I like I'm I can't do this anymore. Like I I pretty much made it to the end. I just like want to go home and see my family. This is like too much for me." So that it's psychological sh- warfare, yeah. It shocked me and it shocked um all the I mean, they were literally torturing them as if they were prisoners of war. Yeah. I mean, except for like, you know, physically beating them or something. Yeah, it was like as close to like real special forces training, I think that that yeah. they can do with celebrities. But I was going to say it's like a a less um a less problematic version of McKamey Manor. <laughs> <laughs> I kind of thought of that too at one point because <laughs> I thought they were going to waterboard them at one point. So I was yeah. like, McKamey Manor. Um, when do they start pulling out teeth and shaving heads? So Nick Vile, Tyler Cameron, and Aaron Jackson all. They completed the th- all of it? The three of them got. Wow. We would love to have you guys on the special forces. Tyler cool. Cameron is so fine, though. I know I said that last week, but. I have to Google him again because I don't remember what he looks like. I'm sad that JoJo didn't finish. I know, but To be she the did only really chick good. that finishes and be like Aaron the youngest too. one there. Aaron made it all the way to the end. Oh, Aaron. Um. She's what an Olympic her- speed skater. Oh, okay. That's awesome. That's awesome. Wow. Yeah, they, yeah, I don't know if I could handle that. Cause yeah, sometimes in like torture, they'll like play awful songs over and over again. Um, If you were being tortured by the same song playing for 48 hours, what song would make you quit special forces? I'm going to get canceled. Oh, <laughs> what is it? Um, God, there's so many. <laughs> Which song would make you quit the soonest? I'm going to get fucking canceled. I don't want to do it. it. I don't want to do it. Do it. I don't want to do it. Oh, is it, is it buzzy? Does it buzz? buzz. Are you afraid of the hive? <laughs> no, I'm not afraid <laughs> of the hive. You're really not going to tell me? I I don't know. I'll probably just. There's not a lot of music that I can think of off the top of my head that really would annoy me. Probably like Summer of 69. Like I never need to hear that song ever again in my life. And if that was on repeat, that one would probably like piss me off. Or like, or like lip. Oh my God, Brian Adams is Canadian. Do you not know Brian Adams? No, I know the name. I just like, if you sing the song, I'll. I got my first real six string, bought it at the five and dive, played it till my fingers bled. Was the summer of 69. The chorus is like, oh, when I look back now, that summer seemed to last forever. Oh, and you held no. my hand. I knew that it was now or never. <laughs> no, no. It must never be because it's a Canadian song. song. You probably heard it five million times. Or like fucking like, uh, I, well, the first thing I was going to say would be like Shake It Off by Taylor Swift or like a yeah, stupid I fucking song. I like that song, song like, but yeah. 
I don't. I think that song were is with it. so annoying. Yeah. For me, I like I don't have a song in particular, but I would say probably sometimes Alex used to listen to like like Japanese music that's like super high pitch and like rave music almost. That would absolutely fucking make me quit. Oh, jeez. In a heartbeat. Cuz you know, it's all it's like how anime girls talk. Like like that, but super fast rave version loud high pitched yeah it's pretty fucking awful what if somebody like played barbie girl on loop for like 48 hours that would suck too yeah that would i love aqua though you wouldn't after that i like lollipop and dr jones those are some fucking bangers right there i don't know those songs oh my god (laughs) oh my god all right well let's move on on to patreon tell us what your torture song would be we'll put like a little question and answer on instagram at resting bitch pod let's do it yeah all right okay guys i think that's it you got anything else so you want to head over to patreon do some unsolicited advice yeah let's do that Okay, guys, catch us on Patreon, uh, patreon.com slash resting bitch pod. <laughs> um, get Justine at short store pod and check out the short store on all the podcast apps. We love you and we will see you next week. Bye. Bye.